All right, y'all, we are back. And we brought in the expert herself to give us a lowdown on how to build your forecast, which is perfect timing because we just started a new year. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to do it. And we talk about Amazon Vendor Central specifically, but you can use this this theory, this this juicy, this expertise across all of your forecasting needs. And we have Haley Brucker, Haley Brucker in the news. All right, this week we skipped the news, but we definitely played What's That Keyword? All right, everyone, it's that time. Welcome back to Always Off Brand. I am your co-host, Summer Jubilee, here along with Scott Oshman. Hello, oh, Scott. Good, good morning. It's a brisk, brisk morning, Summer Jubilee. It sure is. And we've got our lovely Haley Brucker, Haley in the News. Hello, Haley. How are you? I'm good. Today's my birthday. What? <laughs> we've been talking for 15 minutes and you're just now dropping this bomb? Well, uh, you guys were talking. I was just waiting for the moment. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Nobody asked me how I was doing. This is true. <laughs> I, I feel like we're past pleasantries, though. Like, we've been doing this too long. I don't need to ask you how you're doing. You need to just tell me. Summer's still, it's January. And she's still giving me shit that I missed her birthday two years ago. This is true. Ooh. Happy birthday. Well, Here we go. Here we go, Hailey. I'm Happy plugging birthday. it into my phone right now, there just so is. you know. Happy birthday. <laughs> Haley Brucker's birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not a huge birthday person, but uh, it's fun to just throw it up in the air for people that don't maybe know. So, sir, how does 29 feel? How does it feel? Oh, it feels wonderful. Yeah. It feels better than 30. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Well, happy goddamn birthday. Thank you, friends. To Haley Brucker, thank you, thank Haley you. Brucker in the news. Good. Everybody drink. Okay. I'm jealous. Where's, Everyone's drinking their coffee and I'm like, water. Where's Jeremy Dodge? Everybody drink. Ooh, That's right. Everybody drink. Oh, Haley, um, I love that. Happy birthday. That's thank so you. great. So what, is there a big festiv- festivus? Is there anything happening on the horse farm for, I mean, did, um, did, uh, well, what's the, what's the greeter? What's the Walmart greeter horse? What's his name? Oh, Showtime. Showtime. Does Showtime do anything for you? Yeah, Showtime's great. We had a big flood on the property this week, though. So got a lot of damage. This wild storm came through, washed a bunch of pastures out, fences, put about an inch of river sand on the top of all my pasture grass. So uh, my weekend will be spent just recovering from all of that. Nothing fun here. Are we going to see more Instagram posts from you where your husband, Matt Bradbrucker, on the tractor or you on the tractor driving by? I love those. I, I love drive when the you tractor guys... more than he does. I know you days, do, but so. I, the one you posted was of him. Oh, with the dog. With the dog and everybody. I just, I like Aren't they the, cute? I like the tractor, tractor posts. Okay. I'll make one just for you, Scott. Well, you don't have to, but... I was I was a uh, I was a shit shifter yesterday. I was shifting some shit with my tractor. Hey, you got to move freight. I mean, everybody knows it's it. a thing. <laughs> everybody knows it. Summer, um, we can't Every talk time. weather. We can't talk medical updates. No, I do, I do what can we to... talk about? I can tell you guys something that it was kind of interesting that happened to me the other day. Okay, so it was a great lesson in updating your profile pictures. Oh. So. I am walking into my kids' hockey game at the Kraken facility, and it's Humble really brag. dark out. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not, it's not a brag. <laughs> you hockey game. Was the brag that I was walking? I don't understand. That is actually for you. I mean, it's kind of is. an improvement, don't seeing say, as your ankle has been hey, so messed up. Don't this start saying you were skipping because that is that's just that not, that's just that's just showing off. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. You're walking into the Kraken facility. So as we all know, like the sun sets at 3 p.m. these days. Yeah. And I'm walking in. I'm talking to my my friend. Anyway, so I get into the bar of the Kraken. Like the Kraken has this great little restaurant bar. And this woman comes up to me and she's like, Summer Jubilee. And I like turn around and I was like thinking it's a hockey mom. And I'm like, yeah, hi. Like, how can I help you? And she's showing <laughs> me her phone. She's like this, showing me her phone. And it's my LinkedIn profile. And I was like, "What? What? Excuse me. Is this is this a fangirl moment? Is she like what? fanning over me because like uh, always off brand?" Then I'm like, "Do you want an autograph? Like, how can I help you?" And she, "Do goes, you want an autograph?" 
<laughs> she goes, is this your credit card? And I was like, what? Oh. She, she had, found your card. She found my credit card outside the Kraken Arena, Googled me. LinkedIn pops up. She sees my photo and she's like, you look like your photo. I was like, well, damn right. I look like my photo. Really? Uh, and I was like, can I give you a hug? Like then the fangirling switched and I was like fangirling over her. Cause like Miss detective over here, like Miss Sherlock. I was so impressed that she I just found it. me walking through a bar and I'd literally dropped my credit card like four minutes earlier. I was like, you are amazing. That is, that's a wow. good Samaritan. What a lovely end to a story. I like the middle best when she, you know, you're asking for autographs. <laughs> Were you fumbling for a pen? I was, I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, but so glad I have my like hockey mom here with me that can witness this fangirl moment. So they can be like, wow, you Summer's kind of famous. I thought you were going to say that they listened to the podcast. I know. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, I I'm... was hoping to say that, but no, one I the... just lost my credit card. One of the faithful 48. Speaking of one of the faithful 48, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Yes. No. Should we get into our guest? Because we got a hot topic today, ladies and gentlemen, a hot Let's topic. You know, we we make budgeting talk fun. We make the most mundane shit fun. And today we're going to do the same with one of my dear friends who you've heard. If you listened to us before, uh, she was kind enough to share the stage. But let's get into the intro, shall we? Everybody ready? Because we got a lot to get through. I mean, I, I sent the agenda and it's, it's not even going to come close. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls today... Joining the program. A three-time, I don't know, she's been on a bunch. And there's a reason why. She is the founder, president, CEO, I don't even remember, of True Hero. One of the biggest, best agencies for Amazon in the land. Also, the host of Boss Lady and Friends podcast. My dear friend, the one who I started all of this Michigas of Amazon with, Wendy Mathis held. Hey, Wendy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Wow. I feel like I just chilled it out there for a second. You will your voice drop. Like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm not like, oh. No, it's Wendy Mathis Held, everybody. There it is. Come on now. I think when I think when you've known each other for so long, you just have to like it. I'm like, hey, Wendy, like, what's up? Right. <laughs> just talked you to you yesterday. You don't get so excited about me for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Come on now. You mean uh, you come live in your uh, yard again in my RV? That's that's a story. That's a story. Not for today, but it's a story. Um, how do you want that? So so everybody talks. There's so much stuff on all the all the buzz around advertising, around products, around your listing, about all the AI bitty bot 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 bots, good bat bad bot, all blah blah. But you know what, Wendy Mathis held. You know what? Like we've been saying since the OG, baby, if you're not in stock, it nothing matters. And the forecasting is the key to everything. And nobody knows how to do it right. And nobody, everyone struggles with it. What's your overall philosophy of forecast? How do you want to start this thing? (laughs) I mean, I think that the big, you guys will all agree with us because you guys all all are data junkies and your own in your own right, but good data, garbage. Yeah. In. So every single thing that we do starts with the data period. Okay. That's it. Just That's have it? good data. Okay, and, great. Thanks for coming on. You've been spectacular as usual. Well, let's, let's jump into it. So let's talk about Amazon forecasting and dive into a little bit your, approach especially when it comes to vendor central because vendor central is a whole unique beast it's so separate from seller where do you even start to to figure out how to plan for your year yeah so i would i would challenge a little bit that i think amazon and vendor central seller central can be very similar as far as how you set up a forecast whether that's brick and mortar or e-com, the, the setup is the same. The concepts are the same. The metrics and your KPIs are where things get a little different. And then obviously, like your trends, your, you know, we were talking a little bit before about where like the peaks and valleys are different. Right. Because right? your your peak on Prime Day for Seller Central is July. Your peak for Prime Day and Vendor Central is end of May, 
early June. Exactly. So the setup for forecasting is it doesn't change, right? So Scott saying like we've been doing this for a long time. We were doing it for not just for Amazon, right? So the setup is exactly the same. My background, just to give a little bit of authority of where I come from, is I was a buyer at May Company. And so my my spreadsheet that we always laugh about, I created from there. Yeah, so we just just for the kids, just to the kids who yeah, don't oh, even know what that is, that's easy. a very large department store. Okay, move on. Yeah, I know. I had no clue what May Company was. <laughs> I was just going to shake my head. Yes, like so. Just talk about how young y'all are. I mean, Haley's twenty nine <laughs> today, so that's is why you don't know. Um, Lord and Taylor, Foley's, back in the day, so they got bought by Macy's. But the that I know, I know Macy's. There we go. Okay, I remember Lord and Taylor. <laughs> no idea who Lord and Taylor is. Oh, big time department store. Yeah. So department store. So Nordstrom actually has a really good, so they, they trained us on how to really look at numbers. And so we talk about bottoms up forecast. So the way we start is I always call it the master catalog. What are the products that I'm going to have this year? Here's my assortment. Yeah. And then we layer in historical. So a lot of forecasting is based on what the historical data is. So you start there. And we can talk about, I don't know how nitty gritty we want to get at this point, but, you know, if you're starting brand new, it's very different than how you do for yes. brand new. If you're a brand new product, if you have brick and mortar, you know, so whatever your historical data is or like products, we start there. But that's why that data is so important, because if you are, oh, well, I put my put it in and I was like awful lot, whatever. So good data. We call it the master catalog. Uh, OK, but what happens if you don't have a like item? for your product? Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great question. So there's ways that you do forecasting when you have existing product or a like item. And then when you don't, you have to sit there and say, okay, so then you start really forecasting and you're pulling way back brand new brand. And you're trying to figure out like how much, what's, what's a competitor product doing. And you're going to go dig in and do some research there. And you should be doing that anyway, right? That's going to affect, like you have a new product coming in for your brand right now. You need to know how that's going to affect your brand. So I'm going to I'm going to pause you there just for a sec. As you know, on Always Off Brand, we love to give juicy nuggets. Is there any software you would recommend that's good for getting a baseline of, you know, if you were getting a similar product to a competitor's brand to see like what their sales look like and what the market share is and the opportunities? Is there any software that you use? We do not use any software because we are working with brands that have so many products that are existing. We will look at market share. So we use Helium 10's market three tracker. We'll look like Jungle Scout can give you some, some yeah. like what's selling. Helium 10, like they're off the market. You can kind of get an idea, but you always have to, it's directional, yeah. right? Because yes. it's not well, it's, it's looking. What I love about some of these tools that you mentioned, and I use both of those, is you can see the trend. Are they down or up year over year? And um, apply that to your forecast. Absolutely. Uh, Profiteer is a great one too. Yeah, Profiteer. We just had Mike Black. I'll refrain from saying my chant of Mike Black. But anyway, go listen to that. I, by the way, I edited a lot of my fanboy out of that. Just want everybody to know that. Number I listened one, to that one. It was good. Number two, um, Momentum Commerce. I've talked about it again. Mm-hmm. I use mm-hmm. that because, and, and a lot of these are doing it now. Profiteer, if you have Stackline, if you have these big, huge things, they do a lot of this for you from a market share standpoint. But I like to, when I'm going into a category I don't know much about, I go to those things just to get a sense of what the traffic ins and outs right. are and what the brand competitive set. And then I'll go to Amazon and Jungle Scout and whatever, and I'll try and piece all this together to have some reasonable thought. The, the second thing is Jeff Gretto, who I worked for at Jansport, who Wendy knows, I think. Don't you know Jeff Gretto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out him. Sure. He Good took job. what we were doing. He, he was one of the greatest forecasters I've ever seen for key account major business. And so, but the biggest thing he did with existing business, actually even new products and not like products, he would look at the, the periods, the week periods, which is an old retail thing. And he would look and map out last year's holidays versus next year's holiday on a spreadsheet. And he would make sure that if there was a promotion, he would layer in the promotion, whether it started on the Friday, the Saturday, when it landed, because he was big into year over year and making sure that you're adjusting the forecast when it's going to hit the month based upon either price or, or event, basically retail event. Right. Go ahead. Absolutely. You have to match. I mean, you have to match those up or you're going to be, you're going to be way off. Right. I just did 
you know, looking at like what your weeks of coverage are. And if you're not doing that shift, especially on Seller Central, you're going to be over or understocked if you don't make those adjustments. Absolutely. Which by the way, the bots don't know how to do it. All right. So we've got our base. We have our data. We have our previous year. What's next? So now you're going to layer in, well, so you're going to layer that all in, right? So you have all your historical data and then you're going to start making some decisions, right? What is the overall business supposed to do? How are you trending right now? What are the inputs that you're going to have? Is there some a change in your competitor? Is there a change in your distribution, right? Is there a category shift in the overall industry? There's all the, the, these inputs. So I like we always do we do a bottoms up, but we you start with a top down. So will bottoms you, will up. Will you explain a bottoms up yep. again? This is a term that I think people don't. I, I yeah. Explain what you mean. This is so much detail. Sorry, this I feel like this is going to get really boring. So, but I can geek out about this forever. So, a bottoms up forecast is here's my here is my ASIN set. Here is my SKU set, and I'm going to decide at an ASIN level how, what the units are, and I'm going to trend it up and say, okay, now I might have an idea. So, okay, I did. Summers Hats did you know five million dollars last year in this one category, and then we're going to say we think our assumptions are that we're going to be up. 10, 20%, whatever, 15%. And now we're going to go and do the bottoms up and we're going to see how far off our bottoms up is from our assumption, right? Because if your bottoms up doesn't tell the same story that just because you think you're going to do 15%, if you can't show that and have some realistic expectation, then you need to decide like, do I need new product? Is there some, do, is my, are my ASPs or my average selling prices going to be the right? Did I kill it on margin last year? So like if your margin was really high, so this is where you start getting into the nitty gritty, right? So now you have what I would call a 70% there. So like I, my, my forecasting tool does that, right? So it automate automates all of that in Excel, <laughs> not a software, <laughs> not, no fancy software, but we just put that in and we dump it and we're like, okay, this is like our assumptions. This is like where our assumptions are. Now we're going to start getting into the nitty gritty. Am I going to increase my PPC spend? Am I going to throw in another promotion? Am I going to pull back on either of those? Did I have an item that's margin was terrible? I'm not going to do the same amount of units on that item if I was giving it away last year. Right. Mm -hmm. And then vice versa, right? If you were overpriced and you weren't having great sell through, maybe you can do a little bit more if you even out your margin. Yeah. So you're really getting to the nitty gritty. Now, when you're doing big, if you're doing something like that, like an apparel brand that has 10,000 SKUs, then you're going to make a a few more assumptions. If you're going to do, you know, if you have a small assortment, like you're doing 20, 25 SKUs, I mean, I'm going to get nitty gritty on that. I'm going to be super precise on that. Yes. You are going to get after it. That's the thing that people don't want to do. And that's what a lot of systems struggle with is the per ASIN by month forecast units and then playing that out hello anybody here oh i yeah. mean absolutely <laughs> go ahead Anna. no i'm not disagreeing with you i would just wish i could show like my forecast and like i wish we could do like a working session you could pick it apart but we don't have time for that so not today but in the black retail which is my new company that is actually what we're going to do awesome Ooh. i want to hear more that really do understand, like have this base, but don't know how to take it to the next level. And I think when we've inherited, at True Hero, when we've inherited a brand, I think, well, I don't think it's one of the reasons that people will hire us a kind of our niche and agency world is that we know how to do this forecasting. So we don't hire salespeople for this position. We're hiring planners. But Mm. shouldn't, shouldn't Wendy, Amazon provide us with a forecast? Don't they have? Hands off the wheel. All right, let's see what this thing can do. How many times you heard that? <laughs> the algorithm's going to tell you what to do. It sure mm. is. So in Vendor Central, we have these P systems, P80, P90. What are these reports? Okay, so the demand <laughs> forecast, P80. Scott's already laughing. He's shaking his head. So first of all, just clearing the air here. That is demand forecast. So when we do a forecast, we're saying, here's the demand. Here's what we think customers are going to buy. POS, right? We talk brick and mortar. This is POS. Point of sale, point of sale. And this P thing is, by the way, just so everyone knows, this is a vendor central system. Go ahead. 
No, well, it's also in Seller Central now. They also have demand forecasts in Seller well, No, that's we'll get to that in a second. Okay, I got a I got a Scottio rant building. Go ahead, P P ninety P eighty. You don't get to rant on this one without me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is a demand forecast. So there's a demand where you're saying, this is what I think customers are going to buy. And then within a brick and mortar or for Amazon, specifically Amazon 1P, traditional retail, if you will, we do a buy forecast, right? So if the if the demand is 10,000, we Amazon may only need to buy eight because they may already own three. Mm, yeah. Right. So you have to make sure that you're not telling, like for us, we don't want to tell a brand like, hey, really think Amazon's going to buy 10,000. Really, we think Amazon's going to sell 10,000 and then we're going to do a buy forecast. So we do both. Here's your demand forecast and here's your buy forecast. Sometimes those are the same, you know, depending on how fast a brand turns, but you have to take that into consideration, especially coming out of what we just came out of the hot mess of the last three years. There's yeah. lots of inventory, right? There's lots of inventory in some places. And there's well, very- and- and if anyone listening is in a similar boat to I am, like Amazon thought I was going to have a real stellar cyber weekend. So they went quite crazy buying inventory. And we're going to be sitting on that inventory for a little while. So oh, I, I need to make that. sure I need to make sure I don't trigger my demand team to say they're going to be purchasing more, even though from a retail perspective, items are going to be selling. But from my point of view, we're not going to see that because they make, made such a large order last year. Well, you want to be careful though, Summer. So we're going to get into this, but just because I had this in my head to talk about is you want to be careful that you're not seeing your replen orders still at that level because yeah. the system doesn't do well is turn off. They don't. And you have to be on top of it and tell your operations team, do not ship. Hey, they ordered this. Don't ship it. Right. So mm-hmm. now Amazon's putting the onus on you. And then when they overstock, then they're going to come back and say, unless, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. summer and you're not going to mess with summer, but, but <laughs> honestly, they'll come back to brands and say, Hey, I'm so sorry, but now you have aged inventory and like you purchased it. So you have aged inventory. We're going to charge you. F- mm-hmm. We're going to increase your AVN Amazon vendor negotiations for your mm-hmm. debt damages. So- no. We're going to we're going to put your product on warehouse deals mm-hmm. and lower your price. Preach, woman, and preach. And we're and then we're going to say, "I'm sorry, this net PPM is just not working for us." So, now you can't sell this item. So, this is why knowing your numbers are s- so freaking important. I cannot stress enough because if you don't know that, if you're not into the details of that, so we have okay, backing way up. P70 is a demand forecast. It is not what Amazon is going to buy. It's what Amazon is predicting at a, if they use P70, P70 is what Amazon usually uses. I like to use P90. I don't like to use any of it, but I'm like, I'm going to look at P90, but that is a, what they think at a 70% accuracy of what the demand is. That is not a buy forecast. Do not plan around that. Even if you're taking into consideration, the reason we pull it into our, document is because when I work with a vendor manager or ISM and in-stock manager, I want to show them how far off it is and why they need to rely on my numbers. Hey, I actually pulled an example. I won't go through it because it's so boring, but I wanted I wanted to have an example in front of me. But it's like your system said that you thought you're going to have, this was your demand. Your demand was actually here because usually it's under bias, right? Because it's only 70%. And then you bought three times that. So yeah, the 70 and the 80 and the 90 is the percentage of the product in that time period they think they are going to sell. Is that right? It is their best estimate estimate of what they think they're going to sell. Which is based on 70%, demand. Which is 70 is going to be lower than a P90, right? right? Okay. So something I've never known, Wendy, and I'm wondering if you know this answer, but once you sign up for... Uh, I don't a lightning deal or a shopping guide or a marketing package. Does that trigger anything in Amazon's forecasting tool to say, oh, this item is going to get a bump? Absolutely. So you can watch it. You can if you're you can watch it. So if you put it into the system, it will trigger what they think the demand will be. Sometimes it will pop pop up. It depends on how big the deal is. Whatever. Yeah. I like to. I mean, I have. First of all, I don't work in Vendor Central unless I have a vendor manager. I don't think it's worth it. If I don't have a vendor manager, I'm not doing like vendor success program. So if I'm going to work on 1P, Ooh. I'm going to work with vendor manager. Ooh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take, ladies and gentlemen. Hot take. Yeah, that's that's a juicy nugget. Well, that's at least my, my own juicy nugget. That's like a... <laughs> 
not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. A line in the sand for me. So when we're doing that, if I'm going to pull it in, if I'm, this is like, you know, if I'm going to, Hey, if I'm going to spend money, I want you to tell me how much you're going to buy. Because again, demand forecast is terrible. It does trigger it though. And you can see the bump and, but, it, but it also depends on when you put it in. So you can't put in, you can't be like, yeah, man, it's like, it's, it's Thursday before cyber Monday. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Right. Can't right. do that. I'm not going to yeah. do that. I'm going to trigger anything. So 30 days, I always recommend if you're going to do a promo, I hate promotions. I hate them, hate them, hate them, but they're a necessary evil. Sometimes I like to put them in a minimum of 30 days to be able to realize any kind of buy. Right. That makes sense. Let's wrap up the P70, P90. Yeah, and then we're going to take a little a short intermission. So I think to wrap this up, what I love what Wendy said was this was a demand, what they think retail consumers are going to be purchasing and you need to do the math of what you think Amazon is going to order. And when we come back, Wendy, I want your thoughts on how to plan. Like, are they going to order four weeks of inventory, eight weeks, 12, 10, like they did 10 months, like they did to me back for Prime Day? We'll talk about all that when we get back. Hi, this is Mike Black, a Chief Marketing Officer of Profitero, and you're listening to Always Off Brand. All right, we are back with. Wendy, guru of forecasting, tell us what can brands, large or small, what do they need to develop in order to improve their forecast accuracy? You can do it in Excel. It does not have to be fancy. There's a ton of things that are off the shelf that we have tried, honestly, and they are not accurate. The big thing is, start off at the very beginning, data in, data out, garbage in, garbage out. Like So having good data, making sure that you're tracking it, right? So on the vendor central side, it is very difficult to, you'd have to pull down a ton of spreadsheets and all that because at this point they do not, as Haley said, they probably have API, but they are not offering it. So there are tons of companies that scrape. So they're like pulling down the data. We use type W. There's other people. We love type W. Thomas is great. We, he's been fantastic. They do one P and three P. So our, we do both as an agency. We, so we want all of our data to look the same because it, flows in. It's an Excel spreadsheet. It's not software. So all we pull down that data, we pull it down daily. So every day it comes in, we don't do daily forecasts. We don't even do weekly forecast, but making sure that you're, you're pulling down the data. It is literally deciding. We talked about this right before we went on break is like how many weeks of coverage you have to make that determination based on what Amazon's doing. So every GL, every department is different and it and every brand can be different depending on how they're trending and where what's going on with Amazon. So I have brands that are apparel, apparel brands sometimes will have a little bit more weeks of coverage because of sizing. So we might have like a more like a six to eight and then in a prime time eight to twelve. Wow, is Amazon want- letting you do six to eight weeks on co- weeks of on hand? Okay. Summer's raising her hand list. Right. So apparel one, it's and it's so you have to think about like whatever their space is and then how much, whatever, like it's like peg. It's like, how much money are you making per peg? How yeah. much money are you making per square yeah. feet, right? And so we do have brands and it's also small, small and light, right? We do t-shirts. We're going to have a, we're going to have a little bit longer of a weeks of coverage. They're going to allow that. And we're in growth mode, right? Yeah. So if you are at a very steady evergreen business, they probably aren't going to have as much. Maybe they're like more of like a six to eight. What happened last year when Amazon started capacity and labor issues, we they went all the way down to a four weeks of coverage. They were willing to, for maybe one of the one of the first times in my history, how many years? 17, 17 years of doing Amazon, whatever it's been, a million. They were willing to be out of stock. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a it, shift. It happened to me too. And we were going into our biggest time of year, which was new year, new you. Mm -hmm. And they were only ordering two to four weeks of inventory at a time. And we just, we, and then once the promos kicked off, there wasn't enough inventory to support it. So, so when you're building out your spreadsheet and it's literally, I mean, it's a calculation that is not difficult. So you're saying, okay, and here's how we do it. I'm going to like super like the, Ooh, the down behind and dirty. behind right. the velvet rope, super down and dirty. I have this is how much I sold last year. This is how much I think I'm going to sell last year. 
you better have a story of why. Tell your story. Like, what, what's the story of like why you're going to get there? How are you going to get there? You've built it up. This is the number. Now I'm going to blow it out by month, right? I'm going to take into consideration all the shifts. Is there an Easter shift? Is there a, well, there's not a Christmas shift. I'm, what am I, Jewish? Like, forget when the, <laughs> When I forget when Christmas is, my husband's Jewish every year. What day is Christmas? What are you saying over there, Wendy? <laughs> so you're going to make those shifts. It's, you know, you don't know when Prime Day is, but we know it's going to be sometime in July. Hey, is Amazon going to do an October one this year? Maybe. And you're going to put all those those in, and you're going to blow it out. I generally will just do a percentage total, but at the bottoms up, I'm going to do a percentage total based on that specific ASIN. That, yeah. the, okay, so this is bike sells, and the isn't the same as how my adult bike sell. So I, at it. At an ASIN level, I'm going to put that in. Go ahead, Scott. I can't help it. I can't help it. I know. It. You're I've so crazy so over good. there. I've been so good. You have. But when we, when we, I remember back in the day when we, people are new to forecasting. So account managers, hello, if you have to do this, whether your agency internally, it doesn't matter. The bottom's up that Wendy's talking about, but it becomes overwhelming when you think if you yeah. have a heart, even if you take the top 20 SKUs that do 80% of the business, that kind of thing, Right. I always tried to get just to piece it out. Wendy and I, again, talked about this. You look at that. If there's a color set, you look at the sales, the historical. And then I start with macro percentages. I sit there and go to break it down into sizable pieces, people. You have to go, this is my number one color. This is my number one size. This is my number one count. Okay, that this month, this month, it did 60% of the business. The other two counts, colors, sizes. It did, you st- I always started macro and then started getting down lower because I, I, I would blow my brain. I mean, I'd be out of my mind. Yeah. So, so that's you a peaceable way. Total too. You, if you, yes. that's a top down, right? So that's a top down forecast, which you should do because then you can figure out like where's your happy medium. So if again, like if I'm like I kind of think I'm going to do 10 million this year. Here's my percent to total, and I'm going to do it that way. The, the other last thing, and I'll let Summer get to the commitments and stuff, but this is so critical. This is so critical. Listen up. You build these forecasts. Then the next column, people, has to be the actual. Mm-hmm. The actual. If you have a forecast spreadsheet that doesn't have an actual, throw it away. Drag and click to your trash right now. So you mean like you have your forecast. We're in January now. So you have January through December. And let's say now it's March. You need to make sure you have January and February actuals next to that. Absolutely. The plan is the plan is the plan, right? So if you don't, if you have your plan and then you have your actuals, if you try to change your plan number to your actuals, you'll never know how accurate you are. You're never going to know. So Scott, I just want you to know, you taught me how to do vendor forecasting and you did a damn good job. Thank gonna, you. That's oh, very I'll nice. Put that out you. there. You did a really good job. Thank you. All well, right, I listen. spent a lot, a lot of years. Again, Wendy and I together spent a lot of years. We, lot, we had a lot of reps. Let me just tell you, a lot of reps at it. Well, listen. One of the things we were talking about before or during the break um, is a program that Amazon Vendor Central has that is called Commitment Plans. And this is something I just recently heard about. So I would love to hear from you, Wendy. What is a commitment plan for Vendor Central? Uh, how, how do people use them? Are they worth it? Is it just another P forecast? So, okay. So this has been around for actually quite a bit. So we used to use, so I started, the way I know about them, there's probably a whole other history behind this, but the way I came in to know them is for apparel. So one of the, you know, there's lots of brands that are evergreen that can kind of live off replan, but apparel brands cannot live off replan for the most part, right? They have to put a buy into factory. And so we would put in a commitment plan. So what we would do is we'd give Amazon say, here's our carryover ASINs. Those are pretty easy, right? To, What's a carryover ASIN? A carryover ASIN is one that's going from season to season or year to year. Oh, because apparel. Got it. Product that's going to go into the next season. Then we have our, that you literally, we put it on one tab and say, here's our carryover ASINs. And that's all it would be, a, a column of ASINs. That's it. And then we would do a second tab and say, here's a column of ASINs that we have now created 45 days ahead of when we need the orders. <laughs> um, that's what you have to have it kind of like 45 days. I, try, I recommend 60, you create those ASINs and you put those in and say, these are new ASINs. And then we would do a second column and say, this is a like ASIN. This ASIN, this mm. new ASIN, like this ASIN. And we would give that to Amazon. Are the like ASINs yours? Are they competitors? Or, or they can, be, can be competitors. Usually they're cool. ours, but you could absolutely pull in a competitor ASIN. And just to bring the listeners along, this is what you have to do for a commitment plan, which we haven't defined what that is yet. So 
what you're doing is you're giving Amazon what you want them to tell you what they're going to buy. So a commitment plan is basically Amazon telling you what they think you're going to buy. Not the same as a demand forecast was they think the customer is going to buy. This commitment plan is what Amazon is thinking, estimating, projecting that they are going to buy. Because major, major retailers, you have to buy an apparel. You have to buy the gray goods a year in advance, nine months in 100%. advance. So yeah. major, major retailers are working with the manufacturers, their vendors on a forecast of a commitment plan six months, seven months sometimes before the actual hits even the, the warehouse or the distribution to go out to the stores. Absolutely. Go ahead. So that's what that, that's what that plan is. Then Amazon will spit. So this, that's how we've always done that. And then Amazon would kick out and say, here's what our commitment plan looks like. And then we would have a discussion. It was normally under bias. So it was under projected. It was lower. Always. Right. That's what they do. That's how the, you know, it's negotiating. And then we would work with our vendor manager and say, okay, like this style, this is why, blah, 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 blah. And then they would actually cut hard orders so we could take them to factory, right? That's a negotiation, you know, depending on your brand, we always would ask for like at least an 80%. If we think we're going to do 10 million, I need you to write eight, right? I need you to at least write eight hard goods and then we'll float the other 20. This is wonderful. Why don't all brands have this? (laughs) <laughs> Amazon's not doing it for all brands. So now I'm laughing at not laughing at you. That is an, a legitimate, reasonable question, Summer Jubilee. It's a it's it's fantastic question. So they started pulling back as 3P ramped, and 3P started taking up a lot more space. 1P has less space. Some, some, you know, in some cases, the margins better, depending on where you are, like for Amazon, yep. right? So yep. They're going to go through. So then they started saying, we'll buy 60%. And so that's a whole negotiation. Then you start that like ties into AV and blah, 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 blah. So, so it sounds like you have to have a vendor manager to do this and it's not some automated system. So this is a lot of meetings, emails back and forth. So it doesn't have to. So that's like how the, the system started. So they rolled out since the new... They've ruled out this commitment thing. And so now it is you can submit ASINs. So this is what this is the, where you're probably at right now, somewhere in your company right now. You can submit ASINs that you would like to have. You cannot do your they don't do your full catalog they made for you. <laughs> they they don't always do your full catalog. They do it based on like top items, top top selling, sell-through items, like how fast they're turning. Yeah. And it's to make sure that you're ready to go on it. And then that you can do it by week, bi-weekly, or monthly and be able to look at that. I have found that this is, I, I hesitate to say this, but I have found this is slightly more accurate than demand forecast. But again, it's only as accurate as the historical data. What do you mean so you, you hesitate to say that? Forever and ever and ever, you probably don't need the damn thing because you already know which, sorry. Probably no so oh have you gosh. not listened to our Seriously? show? Scott no opened up. Scott, Scott did the opening and he said, damn, right away. I said, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm usually good for at least three shit bombs, a couple other ones. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm just surprised I haven't dropped an up bomb yet. You? You don't swear numbers. much at all. I tried to influence you and get you to swear more, but, you know, it didn't happen. And I had a kid, though. Yeah, so I, I know. I know. It changes I have things. found this to be slightly more accurate, but everything is more accurate the more data you have. You'll yeah. be more accurate. The systems are more accurate. Every demand forecast system is more accurate, which is why Amazon thrives on products that have been around forever. Forever. And I don't and care. Ever, ever, and ever, ever, and ever, 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 and ever, and ever, and ever. Ever and ever, forever and ever, you'll be the one. Okay, so the one thing that I want anybody who's new to this or doesn't have a lot of things, and I don't care what size the business is, if it is a seasonal business, and sometimes it's not a seasonal business, but the amount of traffic demand goes up so high during the prime days and these other tent yeah. pole events, which I don't know who made that up. Tent pole. A pole or series of poles designed to support the uppermost part of a tent. I am telling you people, the machine doesn't know what the hell, because it is the difference between Amazon and a lot of the marketplaces and platforms it's on consumer demand. In vendor, it is glance views. In 3P, it is sessions. 
the machine is going out trying to predict the, the demand from the consumer side. And it's just a different starting point than typical retail where they're trying to push it out. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast probably, but I just, I just had to get that. Now, lastly, before we get to our, our last thing and Haley's back, she just went away. I have to know summer Jubilee, what the is going on with the mercury coffee? Matt, the engineer brought you coffee. I, we were off. And so I ring the bell like we always do. And, and I see mercury coffee. Are you off the Starbucks thing? The, the, the hundred dollar prepaid is not what's going on. Why is it mercury coffee? I'm so shook right now. So Matt likes the tea at mercury coffee <laughs> and he likes the food at mercury coffee. And so I had no say in this. Oh. I I love the food there. I mean, if you ever come to Seattle, highly recommend. Like, it's a great spot to pick up, like, a sandwich or okay. some little, like, yogurt breakfast things. Like, parfait is really good. Their coffee is a little bitter See, I didn't, me. I've tried. This is, yeah, okay. So, we're. this is controversial. This is real controversial. I know. Seattleites love Mercury's coffee. I'm love. not a fan. I've tried it twice. <gasps> it makes I, you feel better. I'm not a fan of the coffee. I mean, I do you. like that they give oh, you yeah. a chocolate. They give you a chocolate covered um, coffee bean oh. for every coffee. So that's kind of fun. There. Okay, you should have yeah. been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, it was um, good. Coffee was not good. That the coffee's just it's it's. My Uber it, driver took me there. I'm like, I need a cup of coffee on the way home from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he took me there. I only remember it because of the coffee bean. Because I remember the coffee bean. Like I'll never go back there again. When I mean, did- to be fair, I don't really like Starbucks normal um, espresso. I like their blonde espresso. Mm-hmm. That does make me happy. If they, if they give me the wrong one, if they make it wrong, I'm like trash. Not that um, anyone cares, but Wendy Mathis Held was in the room when I started drinking coffee in 2012. I'd never. I didn't like coffee. No. I didn't drink coffee ever. My wife doesn't like coffee. And then I went to Amsterdam with. One of my Charlie favorite Williams. humans, Charlie Williams, my favorite human of all time, one of my favorites. And then Wendy and I worked together, and she's like, I didn't even know that if you ordered a grande, you got two shots. I didn't know anything. And then she's like, right. I need a, and this is the first person I ever walked through the drive thru. She's like, I need a quad shot, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, quad shot. I do a quad grande Americano. Are you That's freaking, it. what, are, what are you talking about? Quad grande Americano, black. And okay. I know, I know y'all are seeing Wendy now. She is a tiny little woman. She's just a little peanut. You could put fit her in your pocket. So that is incredible. <laughs> that, anyway. is my, that is my travel drink. It's like quad grande americano. And I do a pour over every morning. That's my, um, yeah. I, do, I grind the beans. I pour it over. See, this is about, wow. you got to forecast. You got to forecast your beans. You got to forecast this. Let's get back on track. PowerPoint, PowerPoint. Um, we talked about was your, that was your so, but, but so Haley had plans. a good question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I just want to wrap up this really quick for those listening because I didn't know about commitment plans literally until a week ago. It's, it's rolled out. It's relatively new to the masses, right? Outside of people who have to like for apparel and footwear brands. So we've oh, so Scott knows about them because we did apparel and footwear forever on vendors. That makes sense. Yeah, and now it's rolling out. So like we have it for. Evergreen business, you're using it for your business. So can brands just log into Vendor Central and do it? Oh, they have to. It has to. It's a. It's an unlock as of today, as of whatever January 12th, as of Haley's birthday, her 29th birthday. We'll always remember this. Whoop, whoop. It was. It's rolled out, so you have to have. You have to request it from your vendor manager. You probably could ask for it from on a case. You have to submit. I don't know if you've got to this part. Point this part yet summer, but you have to fill out a spreadsheet and you put in some metrics in there. I, I don't remember what they are. I'm happy to to send it for your show notes. It's like a blank one, but you can, you have to put in some metrics and then they will decide and then they'll kick them. They'll kick ASINs off. They're like, okay, yeah. that's not, that's not profitable or whatever. Yeah. So I know you'd mentioned if you're not on it, you can talk to your vendor manager. And if you don't have a vendor manager, you could submit a ticket, but Earlier, you were talking about vendor sellers who don't have a vendor manager. What do they do? How do they find success? How do they get one? Do they need one? So the there's there's a couple of there's a couple of thoughts. This is my thought on the one P three P 
thought process. So on, yes, we work directly with our vendor managers and we talk about like, we send them ASAP orders. That's another secret sauce. Like I send them an ASAP order and a, what I think that they need to buy. I'll send that directly to their in stock. I do that weekly or biweekly, depending on the brands. And I'll tell them why, like, here's your, your, you know, your under four weeks of coverage. Here's how much you have on hand. Here's how much I'm on order. Here's what your demand forecast. This is where I use demand forecast. Your mm. demand forecast says, you, you, have- you throw their shit data back in their face. 100%. Like that's your numbers. That's the numbers from your system. And I'm going to use P70. I'm going to like, I'm not going to be aggressive and use P90. Like you are not going to hit your own demand forecast based on the units you have right now. And we'll send that back to them. Busted. Don't have a vendor manager, then how are you going to get? So, you know, one of the things we're talking about is how are you going to get an order generated? If you have BTR still born to run, I hate that program, but it is a way to get units in. I hate it only because it's frustrating that you have to, you know, maybe have to pay a markdown to be able to get it, um, to get the orders, but it is a way to generate orders. Another way that you can do that is put in a promotion. And you will rarely hear, Wendy Math is held, advertise a promotion, but it is a way to spark some, to generate some sales, to generate an order. If Amazon likes the idea of you doing a promotion, you don't have enough units to do it, it will generate that. Um, you can also put through Vine. Let's start, oh, yeah. a, let's start an agency yeah. called, let's start an agency called Full Price Sales. We wouldn't get any Ooh. business. <laughs> I love it. I mean, in the black, that's kind of like mean profits. So. Yeah, no, I know, I know. So one of the things yeah. Haley was saying was that, you know, she's struggled sometimes without a vendor manager to get new items ordered. Um, do you have any tips for that? I, I think that that's part of it is you, you know, once you have your ASIN set up, it is do, generating a promotion, putting a promotion in. Okay. Doing, you have to now like that the way that Vine works, you have to have units in network to be able mm-hmm. to, to even then, submit it. Like if you don't have. Mm-hmm. So Vine is Amazon's program to get up to 30 reviews. You have to give away the product and then you also have to pay Amazon like $1,500 to even manage this for you. And I put manage or negotiate. If you have a vendor manager, ask for credits. Wendy, Wendy, have you ever paid for Vine in your life? No. No. Oh, I negotiated Vine. And they said I had credits and it never worked. I never oh, got you just have to find credits. You just have to keep asking. Sometimes, you know what? You know, I, I, I'm a squeaky wheel. <laughs> What'd you say? Supposed to be a squeaky wheel. I'm just a really good squeaky wheel. Yeah, she she's she's poking the bear constantly. No I love way. it. So what about doing if you're not getting purchases, you don't have a vendor manager, can you set up a 3P account and show that there's demand? Hmm. Interesting. And um, it's risky, risky business. Yeah, that's a hot topic right really there. Hot topic. So what you can do, though, is ask for a drop ship vendor code. Mm, great tip. That's a juicy that's a nugget. Sh- mm-hmm. Gosh, Wendy, you always blow my mind. That is okay. a huge tip. So Amazon loves drop ship. Yeah, they, they do. It, right. I can sell a bunch of stuff. I don't as if I hit my warehouse. You definitely want to negotiate that price, right? So you want to make sure that you're, one, you want to make sure your warehouse can handle it. Um, freight, they pay, Amazon pays freight. So you don't have a freight, like a, a term, like an accrual for freight, but you can get a drop ship code, a vendor code. And you can ask that if you don't have a vendor manager, you can absolutely do that through RBS. I try to do everything I can through RBS because I want to talk to my vendor managers about things that I can't do through RBS. So RBS. let's break down RBS yeah. for the listeners. <laughs> I don't even know what it's doing. It's re- is that support? Re- no, it's called retail business support. Retail, bi- it's been around since the dawn of Amazon selling anything. Yeah, we didn't used to call it RBS, but yeah, contact us. Yeah. Um, you can ask your vendor manager. It's actually a really great negotiation technique too. Like tip, like, hey, we really want to get some stuff started. Like, can you give us a dropship code? They love dropship. Like we're looking to do like five or 10% of our business on dropship, but it's a way to generate business. And then you can just turn it off. You can just turn off your feed. And now, now, now Amazon's like, oh, I really like that product. It's selling really well. You turned off your feed, like generate an order. So it's like the dropship on Amazon. So if you're a seller central, it's like doing FBM, right? Yeah. But you're doing it through one P. 
But the customer doesn't know because it still says shipped and sold by Amazon. You just need to be able to still make sure that you can hit prime shipping and there's all kinds of other things that go with that. that it's I, a lot of work. It's not like it just an opportunity. I mean, we yeah. have 90% of their business on dropship and they just kill it. Amazing. It, it, it's one of the biggest arguments that vendor managers and manager of vendor managers, <laughs> my favorite title MVMs. of all time, MVMs. They will push back on you and say, "Why don't you do direct fulfillment?" Because if you want to, if you're sitting there trying to tell them, God forbid, hey, I want to do these items on third party and open up the seller store, which you know, a lot of them anyway. That's a whole other bag of peanuts. But uh, they'll say, "We got, we got direct fulfillment, man. We got, like, we got you. You don't need third party. We got you, right?" People are nodding, listener. People that, are saying, I mean, "Yes." This, this was, I mean, we saved, in my opinion, the best juicy nugget for last. As always. I mean, that is a workaround. That is a, like, this is this is why True Hero is the best Amazon agency around. Oh, hey now. <laughs> they've got throwing it. Um, the biggest thing is, the problem is, and Haley, you talked about this when the break and we just answered it, right? When you have a, a new item or you have an item that they are not producing purchase orders for in Vendor Central, mm -hmm. the biggest question for years and years is, how do I manipulate the machine to get a PO, baby? And it's getting, exactly. I think, and Wendy knows more, and you guys probably know more because you're in it now more, but that's brutal. It's so hard to do. You have to do a promo. You have to do all this other stuff. Is it still hard, Wendy? Yeah, of course. I wouldn't have an agency if it was easy. That's true. I mean, honestly, it, it's, not getting, it's not getting easier, right? Yeah. The vendor managers have more brands. If you are not in their top five, if you are not hitting their Tuesday, you know, level and by 17 report, then they're not paying a whole heck of a lot of attention to you. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> All right, Wendy, where can people handle or get a hold of you? I mean, I know LinkedIn will put all the links in and everything because we got a we got a we got a keyword game to play, people. I mean, we got we got business to attend to. I forecasted for this episode we were going to play what's that keyword. So where can people find you, Wendy? Uh, LinkedIn, for sure. That's the best place to reach me. All right. We'll be back with the game show sweeping the nation right after this. My name is Destiny Washan. I am CEO of Better AMS, and you are listening to the Always Off-Brand Podcast. Just wanted to say, during the editing of this program, it is not Better AMS. It is now BTR Media. So I wanted to just... Destiny is the CEO of BTR Media. Thanks, Destiny. Now back to the show. Finally, a game show nerdier than an Excel V lookup. It's time for What's That Keyword? Here's your host, Haley on the news. Oh, man. Are your Excel wheels turning? Because mine are. Well, let's see if your keyword wheels turn. All right. For those new here, I'm going to give you a product sold on Amazon.com. And you have to guess the keyword or keyword phrase that has converted for this product. All right. All right. Let's, let's think about what season we're in here. It's kind of mid-January. We might be in a certain season. So... Your first product is party plates. Ooh. Party plates. Party plates for the party people. I literally just bought these for my 10-year-old's birthday, and I'm going to do what my search term was, which was birthday plates 10-year-old boy. Ooh, all right. Could you add That's any wrong. more in that? So That's like a paragraph. It's you keyword. So? It's the keyword it's a game. Phrase. It's a long tail one, and who's it's ever selling tail. plates oh should have done a better job bidding. <sighs> so Fair. All right, Wendy, Scott, who's next? New Year decorations. Ooh, okay. That's wrong, too, Scott. <laughs> oh, hold on. I got the buzzer for, for her. Okay. Um... You flip them off? <laughs> it seems so rude. It is it rude. It is so rude. I even turned the volume down for summer. Uh, actually, I turn it up when she's going on. Anyway, what a... Uh, uh, no dishes. That's my that's my guess. No, no dishes. dishes. No dishes. Man. 
No one picked up my hint. It's the seasonal football season, y'all. Football. Oh, it is I was looking season. for football party. <laughs> yeah. God, and I'm I'm I the, did like, laser tag party. I'm a footballaholic. Ooh. I should have known that. That's bad on me. I'm a Colts Reese fan. had a I'm laser party. A laser tag party. Hey, Minshew Mania cool. lasted. Okay. Not quite enough. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's another random product for you. It is a cordless vacuum cleaner. Mm. Cordless I, vacuum cleaner. I'm going to go first. Cat litter. Oh, you know, I have four kittens in my house right now. It's a, it's a subject. All uh, right. I'm going to say shark. Ooh, okay. You're wrong. Who's, who's next? Wendy. Bison. Bison. That's the wrong I already said cat litter. All of a sudden, your internet is breaking litter, that's up. Right. Okay. Well, your internet is breaking up. Winner today, but that's okay. You're all winners in my heart. The keyword I was looking for, the key for I was looking for was Dyson knockoff. I'm sorry, Wendy won. You won, Wendy. I said Dyson. But she said won. Dyson. Doesn't matter. But I was looking wins. for knockoff. No, that I was wins. looking at the Chinese brand. Hey. <laughs> You no, give out. Oh, that does not. No, Wendy wins. Hey, you. Absolutely. You give out half points like candy. Haley Haley's like, it's my birthday. I get to decide who wins and loses. That is true. That is true. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say that again. It's uh, that was what's that keyword? Because Haley's internet is freaking out. This is Aton Buckman, CMO of Fredos.com, and you are listening to Always Off Brand. Listen, there's there's no perfect forecast. When I told my son what I was doing one day when he asked, and I said, I'm making a forecast. He's like, what's that? I'm like, it's a guess that's going to be wrong. <laughs> exactly. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I have to do this every month. And um, <laughs> it's going to be wrong. And that's okay. But what I liked about what Wendy said is one data and you have to allow the data to drive you. Of course, there's emotions and feelings of like, I feel this is going to do better. And there's things, you know, like, uh, you know, I know we're going to be doing a TikTok takeover or we're going to be doing a promo or getting something outside on that could drive sales. You can layer that in, but at the base, Wendy gave you a great foundation on how to build your forecast. Yeah, and it's tried and true, people. This is not some newfangled, like, you know, hack uh, to do this and do that. But you can guess as best as you can. This is why I, you know, when I was trying to build out this, this software, this is 100 years ago. Anyway, I wanted, I wanted something to show me all of the different inputs of holidays. When I'm doing a promotion, I'm, you know, I have a planned PR hit that's going to impact sales. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have all that, throw it all in the pot and it spit out a number of what you actually need? Well, yes, please. this is as close as you can get it. And we could do, I said this in the email, the prep email, right? We could do a six hour forecasting podcast. We probably should because people will probably love it. We could, but we should charge for it. We should. And Wendy's starting a new business doing exactly that because she's been giving free advice for too many years. Anyway, <laughs> I thought she was she, she's the best at it. She's one of the best. And it was fantastic. And she gave you some juicy nuggets there, Haley Brucker. Your great question about uh, what do you do if they're not ordering anything? It's the, the million dollar question, Scott. But well, she needs a million bucks. And I didn't she realize does. this is the happy birthday, Haley Brucker, the news uh, episode. Good God. Yeah, so I feel like, Scott, I think I know how we should wrap this up. With this. Ha- happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. This is all going in the bonus, like, blooper happy reel. Happy birthday, birthday to Haley. Haley. <laughs> <laughs> happy 29th birthday. Yes. There you go. There it is. I finally got, I think we finally got in harmony there. 29. 29 is the great year. Phenomenal. Man, if I could only, wait, I am 29. What are we talking about? (laughs) 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing because I know you're going to share this pod. Thank you for leaving a great review. We appreciate you and we will see y'all next week. Because people matter and you're listening to Always Off Brand. Come on. People matter. <laughs> Good one. Good one. And I realized that when I was halfway through. I was like, oh, we didn't do the people matter. We That's have to okay. do people matter. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Where's the toodaloo? Hey there. This is Haley from Quickfire, and they want me to read this so you know what this podcast is part of and how to find out more if you want. Always Off Brand is a production of Quickfire LLC and a part of the Learn and Laugh series on the Quickfire Podcast Network. For more information, go to quickfirenow.com. Have a good one, and thanks for listening. Today, we bring in the expert on forecasting. I know it can sound dull, but y'all, this is going to give you real tips. (laughs) Sorry, I can't restart. Why? You didn't like me snoring in the middle (laughs) of your opening? No, because it was boring. My (laughs) opening was boring. I was snoring in my opening. You guys said I do a good job, and now I'm all screwed up in my head. Okay, let's go again. Keep the tape. Roll tape. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Okay, and three and two. All right, y'all. We are back, and we brought an expert in to talk forecasting, getting your plan right for the year. It all starts. One more time. Fudge sickles. I know. Shut the front door. Pickleberries. Mother of pearl. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) Let's start again. Keep, we're still rolling, still rolling. And three, two.